Hi and welcome to History Makers, I'm Matt Prater. Today my guest host is the lovely Karen Hunt and we're chatting with Mark Burnett. Now he's the producer of the Bible series on Channel 9. It's also on NBN and Win TV around the country. He's also the guy that uh, was the producer of The Voice in America, Survivor, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader, The Apprentice. Uh, he's a great man of God. He's married to the lovely Roma Downey, who was also in Touch by an Angel, and she also features in the Bible series. And it's great to have him on History Makers today. How are you, Mark? Very good, thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm, I'm really grateful. Hey, g'day, Mark. It's our treat, and uh, we are really encouraged by the work that you're doing in uh, Hollywood and globally on a grand scale. But um, I guess we're interested to know first, Mark, about your journey and your upbringing and how you got to this point of producing such great uh, Christian-based media. Yeah, well, I, I, from growing up, I don't remember a time where there wasn't a Bible in my house growing up. Um, and strangely enough, my dad was Scottish Catholic, my mum Scottish Presbyterian. Ooh. Of two different sides, and, and, you know, both in Scotland and Ireland at the uh-huh. time, quite divided. Um, and they'd moved down to London for work and worked in factories, and that's where I was born. And so I never heard a bad word between the two of them about their faith or, or what the difference of... Catholic and, and Presbyterian even was. I didn't. I just knew it was the same Jesus, same story. He died for us and, and resurrected for us. And so, you know, I'd, I'd grown up with that around me. But there's a whole different thing, though, that and then working for four years constantly with my wife, Roma Downey, on the Bible series and living it every day. It's almost like going to theology school, you know, or maybe deeper in some ways because it's less about theology, it was more about the feeling, and the change that has come over me has been that I think growing up, through no fault of anybody, I kind of believed the Bible was more of a rule book, a bit threatening about what could happen if you don't do the right thing, and I think as we made this, we made this as the story of God's love for all of us, and an unending love despite the nightmares that humans caused, every character in the Bible, except for Jesus and God, has flaws, um, terrible flaws. You know, even the most beloved characters, you know, like, obviously, uh, King David, even the disciples, imagine Peter denying Christ three times, his biggest moment, Judas betraying his friend. What is terrible flaws in characters, still, God never abandons us. And so, it's, what is it? It's a story of God's love for all of us. So much so, he sent his only son. You know, he came to earth, you know, in our belief of the Trinity. It's really God on earth, you know, and allowed himself to be sacrificed for us. So, what I've adjusted to since a child until now 
is realise it's less of a threatening rule book and more of a love story. Now, this series, the Bible series we're talking about, has become the number one new series on cable TV in the States in 2013. Uh, it was the number one series in Canada, Spain and Portugal. Uh, now it's it's going to be on in Australia. We're so excited uh, to, to see uh, if we can smash a ratings record for Australia. That's what we're hoping for. Did you ever think people would be so interested in watching a, a TV series about the Bible? Yes, I did. You know, if you... Listen, you are people of faith. I, I know that. And we are people of faith. And so to us, it means a certain thing. People who are not... They don't know they're people of faith and think the Bible doesn't play a part in their lives are so mistaken because it touches all of us all the time. Look at Australia as a country, the foundation of the law, the foundation of moral society, you know, is the Bible. There's no question about it. How about literature? Would there be much Shakespeare without the Bible? I mean, would there be Lord of the Rings? You know, of course not, you know. Would there be Narnia? Would there be, on a more bizarre level, the movie Matrix wouldn't be without the Bible? It's touched everybody. It's touched everybody. And it continues to grow and touch people. And I feel that this series, um, I'm not surprised it did so well. I've no idea what it does in Australia. It will do great in Australia as long as people of faith who care and who want the word to be spread and to touch people tell others and it becomes viral. And that's what happened in America. Now, mate, there's been some people saying, oh, you know, it's not an accurate portrayal. It's not following the word of God uh, with, with every single scene. Uh, was that um, something that you wrestled with as you were making it? Yeah, we got so many advisors. I mean, we, we got, you know, sign off and working with the Catholic Church, the Evangelicals, Baptists, Presbyterians. Because here's what the smart church leaders decided. No, it's not perfectly accurate. It's not perfectly the Bible. There's no way in 10 hours to do that. And I think, you know, Cardinal Worrell, one of the main Catholic cardinals in America, said it best. He said, think of this as a beautiful, emotional introduction to the Bible. Because if you watch this and experience it, you can't not want to open the book and read more. And after all, isn't that the job? In the end, if you think of pastors in churches, who are interpreting scriptures for the people in churches are interpreting in their opinion. They're not sticking actually to the Bible every time. They're saying what they think it means. And they may be right, they may not be right. But in the end, what it encourages people is to read for themselves and feel it for themselves. It's an emotional feeling thing, it's not an intellectual thing. You're listening to History Makers, and today we're speaking with Mark Burnett, the producer of the Bible series, which is on Channel 9, Win TV, and NBN TV all across Australia. And so, Mark, at the beginning of each episode, I believe you start off uh, with an encouragement for people to observe the spirit of the book. What do you specifically mean by that? Well, because we want to be clear, right in the beginning, like, we really do know the Bible really, really well and live it, and so it was a, we said, this is an, ad, an adaptation of Bible stories. Mm-hmm. And we have endeavored to stay true to the spirit of the book. And that means it's a story of God's love for all of us. You'll see that. It's, it's actually, we also told this as one story. We don't think the Bible is a collection. It may be 66 books, you know, certainly in, in the Protestant Bible. 
maybe 66 books. Um, but they're not unconnected. It, there's nothing in there that's by happenstance. And so we endeavored, and I think we did, if you look at the way we've connected Genesis through Revelation, you can see it's one story. It's all heading somewhere. All heading somewhere. So musically, Hans Zimmer did the music for us. When you hear the music, see the sacrifice of Isaac. Take particular note of the music. That is the music you will hear as Christ is carrying the cross. Uh-huh. Isaac is carrying the wood up the mountain wow. for what he believes will be the sacrifice of a ram. Mm. Christ is carrying wood up the mountain because he is the lamb. It's the same music here. There's, there's a hundred things like this. There's nothing happens stance. There's no way, even if you don't understand what you're watching, you will feel it. And you'll see when you get to Revelation, you see the connection of the whole thing. Also, pay particular attention. When you hear God's voice in the burning bush, notice whose voice that is. When you see strangers come to Abraham to inform Abraham that his wife Sarah will have a baby next year, and she laughs, and he says, why are you laughing? He says, I'm not laughing. He says, yeah, I heard you. You will have a child, and you'll name him Isaac, because that means laughter. Take note of whose voice that is. Because who could be the only physical human body experience of God on earth? There is only one. Who was actually there at the creation? It says clearly, Jesus was there at creation. So when the call of Abraham comes, what voice would humans have heard as God's voice? There can only be one voice. Well, mate, I love hearing your heart behind this, that uh, this Bible series is all pointing to Jesus. As, and as we know, the Old Testament does point towards Jesus. And, and of course, the New Testament is about Jesus. And I, I, I can hear that uh, in your words. And I, I'm just so excited. Uh, and I, my, my hope is that people will get into the Word of God uh, when they see this series. And I know it's happened in the States. I remember when it was out there uh, in the States, I saw on Twitter and Facebook all my uh, American friends uh, just sharing it on, on social media. And that's what I uh, am seeing in a Australia right now as well. A lot of people are, are promoting it. Now, mate, before we go, uh, the big news right now is that uh, your sequel uh, has got a green light from NBC, not History Channel. Uh, tell us what people can look forward to in the sequel of the Bible series. Well, uh, one, one quick thing before I say, I just want to say to you, you know one thing you're going to find interesting for you personally, both of you? Yeah. Well, it's a little bit different because of your job, because of what you do. You're in, you're in Christian radio. But think of normal people who want to walk up in a coffee shop in a bar, in a restaurant, it's very hard to walk up to someone and say, hey, let's talk about God. A lot of people will look at you like, what, what are you talking about? You know, it's uncomfortable. Or you say, I want to talk to you about the Bible. It's quite, quite difficult for some people. How about now, in a few weeks' time, how many millions of Australians will walk up to other Australians and say, hey, you see the Bible series? Yeah, or <laughs> no, but I heard about it. And they'll start a conversation. Yeah. You know what we found? This series gives a permission to make it easy to people to talk about it. Perfect. Very important what I said. You see, you're going to see that. You'll be shocked how many people start discussing this. 
even those who are, I mean, there's some people who are just like so detailed on the Bible, and they can tell you every single word and every verse, and all they'll spend all the time is, oh, Mark and Roma got this part wrong, or that part. Well, okay, doesn't mean they love the Bible, it means they're knowledgeable about the Bible. We love the Bible, we understand, and we took some risks, but we, all to the purpose of the Spirit. But even those people who spend the time to complain are still discussing it, and we'll get into a conversation. This needs to be a conversation starter. You know, that's the first, I want to say it to you, but regarding the sequel, you know, we knew when we were shooting this there needs to be a follow-up, and so it starts with, the sequel we intend to start with, um, at the crucifixion. And it, it starts, there's a poem that Romans, Roma, my wife's Irish friend, Don Mullen wrote, called The Darkest Hour, which talks about how terrible it would have been to be a disciple on the first Holy Saturday. Jesus in the tomb, they can't understand what just happened. Didn't we see this guy who we believe the Son of God, is God on earth? Didn't we see him do miracles? Didn't he even raise Lazarus from the dead? Then why didn't he just save himself? What's happened? And so they're completely confused. It's the darkest hour. But they fail to realize on Saturday that come Sunday, they'll realize that the tomb that Christ's body was laid in was in fact the womb of all humanity. And as a result of that resurrection, 11 guys are left. Judas killed himself. And they eventually elect Matthias, and there's lots of women around them, and the, the, the gang grows. But from 11 guys left, it defeats the Roman Empire pretty much, and changes the Roman Empire, and changes the entire world. What's the chance of this? Couldn't the Romans have just killed all 11 of them? They're about to die every day. It's an epic, epic series. Mark, it's amazing what you've been doing and uh, thinking of your journey to imagine, you know, you were formerly in the British Army. Uh, you've, you know, been an advisor to the British SAS in Central America. You've been a, a participant in French adventure competitions. You've had a lot of fun along the way and now you're actually bringing the Word of God through your uh, television Productions with your lovely wife, and I just want to say to you, happy birthday for tomorrow. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> Mark. Thank you so much for joining us, mate. Thanks very much. And by of all things we talked about today, you should remember and use this for yourself. It's an easy conversation. You bet. You're going to see a big change. Let's get the word of God out to Australia. Hey, thank you so much, mate. God bless. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just go to historymakersradio.com. There you can download interviews, subscribe to the podcast, make a donation, find out about our YouTube channel, and maybe connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Just go to historymakersradio.com for more. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ through conversation to the nations of the world. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Matt Prater. Why don't you go and make history? History Makers.